Welcome everyone to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine. The show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic will be all about Las Vegas. All about Las Vegas, and we're going to mix the food in with the information about Vegas. I have tons of information about the history of Vegas, some fun stuff you can do in Vegas. By the end of the program, you're going to love Vegas, and I'm going to, let's get started. There are more than 32 million people who visit Las Vegas every year. Some people estimate that there are as many as 1,000 people living beneath Vegas in underground tunnels. I'm going to say that again because I find that fascinating. There are people who say that there are as many as 1,000 people living beneath Vegas in underground tunnels. Michael Jackson had planned to build a 50-foot-tall moonwalking robot replica of himself to roam around the Las Vegas desert for a planned 2005 comeback. In 1980, a Las Vegas hospital had to suspend workers who were betting on when the patients would die. Could you imagine? So in 1980, there were hospital workers in Las Vegas putting bets on when their patients would die. <laughs> wow! It would take 288 years for one person to sleep in every hotel room in Las Vegas. So if you were to go hotel to hotel and spend one night in each hotel room, it would take you 288 years. Contrary to popular belief, prostitution is not legal in Las Vegas. Now, I cannot tell you how many stories I've heard over the years where people believe that prostitution is legal in Las Vegas. It is not. Prostitution is not legal in Las Vegas. Now, here's something I want everyone to hold on to your chairs. The founder and CEO of Federal Express was down to his last $5,000. And with Federal Express about to go under, he said, you know what? I'm going to go gamble this $5,000 in Las Vegas. And he hit big. And that saved the Federal Express company. So FedEx was saved by a gambling win in Las Vegas. Here's something else fascinating. And keep in mind, this particular episode is fascinating all the way through. I mean, I found so much stuff that blew my mind. Water structures in Vegas, such as the fountains and man-made lakes, use what's called gray water. Now, you're sitting at home, you're saying, what is gray water? Gray water is a recycled water from bathtubs, sinks, and showers. What a brilliant idea. So instead of running a fountain with brand new water, they actually recycle the water, and that is what's running the man-made lakes and the fountains in Las Vegas. The famous Las Vegas heart attack grill actually had a man suffer a heart attack while eating. Could you imagine? Now, if anybody not familiar... If you're one of my listeners around the world and you're not familiar with Las Vegas, there's a restaurant called the Heart Attack Grill, and I have been there, and the waitresses are dressed as nurses, and the gimmick is they give you such greasy and unhealthy cheeseburgers, and that is why it has, it's a heart attack theme. And somebody actually really suffered a heart attack while eating at that restaurant. The Las Vegas Strip is the brightest place on Earth when looked at from outer space. Las Vegas, some people say it's Hawaii's ninth island due to the city's large community of Hawaiians. The bronze lion outside of the MGM, the MGM Grand, it weighs 50 tons. 
making it the largest bronze sculpture in the country. And you got to see it. It's a fascinating sculpture. Approximately 34% of thefts and cheating in Las Vegas is committed by the staff. And listen, that goes everywhere. That goes for every place, even retail theft, etc. A large amount of people that steal are doing it from the inside. And in Vegas, approximately 34% of the cheating and the theft from the casinos is committed by the staff. You would be shocked if you knew how many employees are stealing from their own company. Wealthy businessman, Howard Hughes. Remember Howard Hughes? He requested 200 gallons of Baskin-Robbins banana nut ice cream to be delivered to his hotel. He got tired of eating banana nut ice cream in just a few days. So he said, you know what? I'm only going to eat marshmallow, chocolate marshmallow ice, ice cream. So guess what happened? The hotel ended up distributing free banana nut ice cream for a year. So basically, you had this millionaire, Howard Hughes, okay, and he wanted Baskin-Robbins to send him a year's supply of banana nut ice cream. He got tired of it in just a few days and switched the flavor. So the hotel got stuck giving out free banana nut ice cream for an, an entire year to, uh, to their guests. Also, here's another fascinating thing about Howard Hughes. I don't know if you could do a Las Vegas uh, podcast without mentioning Howard Hughes. But Howard, after staying longer than he was welcome at the hotel, Howard Hughes was told that he had to leave. They wanted him out of the hotel. He was there way too long. So when he refused to leave... He simply bought the hotel for $13 million. So here we go. We have a wealthy millionaire, and they're trying to evict him from the hotel. So he said, you know what? I'm going to buy the hotel. So he bought the hotel, Howard Hughes, for $13 million. A study showed. Now, this, um, this is going to be a regular theme to today's show. And you're going to hear about this a couple times. They did a really massive study, and it showed that just 15% of all the people that go to Vegas are there specifically to gamble. And this explains a lot. This stat explains everything. Whereas 71% of the people go to Vegas for other things, and then just so happen to gamble. So if you go to Vegas these days, I haven't been there since 2015. But when I was there in 2015, it was amazing how much non-gambling things you can do in Las Vegas. Uh, you can do so much stuff. So if you're thinking about uh, not going to Las Vegas because you don't gamble, Las Vegas actually is geared to people who don't gamble so that they can go there and gamble. 71% uh, of the people that visit Vegas just so happen to gamble, but they are there for other things. And that explains a lot, because I, I couldn't understand why these hotels were having, you know, roller coasters and this, that, and the other thing, and now I understand. 71% of the people that go to Vegas are there for other things, and just so happened to gamble. So the attraction is the non-gambling. So if you're sitting at home and you think that you can only gamble in Vegas, you are totally wrong. And I'm going to get into a lot of the really fun stuff you can do in Las Vegas later on in the show. The iconic golden windows at the Mirage Hotel and Casino are actually made from real gold dust. 15 of the world's top 25 hotels are located in Las Vegas. The Silver Slipper was the first casino on the Strip to hire female card dealers. And we're going get to get to that uh, more into that. 
Uh, you're going to learn a fascinating fact about the Las Vegas sign, the famous Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas. It's one of the biggest tourist attractions in Las Vegas. You're going to find out some fascinating stuff in a few minutes about that sign. But the Silver Slipper was the first casino on the Strip to hire female card dealers. There, and one of the things that you can do in Las Vegas that doesn't involve gambling is that there's a heavy equipment playground in Las Vegas where you can actually go and drive bulldozers for fun. And later in this episode, you're going to learn a dozen things that you can do in Vegas that doesn't involve gambling. The casino that was used in the movie Casino never existed. They made it up. It was a fictional casino. So if you're a fan of the movie Casino, the actual casino was made up. Las Vegas has a black book. And it's not what you think. It is filled with people who are banned from all casinos. So there is a black book in Vegas. And it is filled with the people who are banned from all casinos. The Stratosphere Hotel has the tallest freestanding observation tower in the entire country. And I just want to take a personal minute and let you know that from 2002 to 2006, I went to Vegas a half a dozen times. The last time I was there, I was there in 2015. My first three times going to Vegas... I stayed at the expensive Harris and I stayed at the expensive hotels. So here's a tip for you. The Stratosphere Hotel. Now, mind you, I haven't stayed there since 2015. But the Stratosphere Hotel is not that much money a night. And I started staying there and it was clean. It had great accommodations. But most importantly, since this is a food show, there is a restaurant on the top floor of the Stratosphere Hotel, which is in my book, Table for One. If you read my book, it's called Table for One. It's at Walmart and Barnes & Noble. In my book, I talk about the restaurant located at the top of the Stratosphere Hotel, and I give photos. And the restaurant is called the Top of the World Hotel, uh, restaurant. It's called the Top of the World. It is one of the best restaurants in all of Las Vegas. And the restaurant rotates so that you can see out the window, you can see Vegas because it's on the top of the Stratosphere Hotel. It is, in my opinion, it's one of the best restaurants in Las Vegas. I have not been there since 2015. But I can tell you that that is by far, in my opinion, up until 2015, that was the best hotel I stayed at. And at that time, it was only 50 to 60 bucks a night. So you might want to look into the Stratosphere Hotel if you are looking to travel to Vegas. And the most important thing is that the hotel was always clean. Because my first two or three times I went there, I spent a ton of money at Harris. And I spent a ton of money at Caesars. And then I found the Stratosphere Hotel. And I ended up staying there around six times over the next ten years. And I can tell you, it was the cleanest hotel. Now, mind you, I haven't been there since 2015. But that is a little tip for you. And if you go to Barnes & Noble or Walmart and you purchase my book, Table for One, uh, by Kevin Wilson... I have photos of my experience at the Stratosphere Hotel in the Top of the World restaurant. Now, here's another thing you're going to learn today. That the Las Vegas Strip was basically run by the mob in the beginning. And here's a, here's a fun fact about that. Mobster Bugsy Siegel named his hotel the Flamingo because it was a nickname for his girlfriend, who had long legs. So that is the that is the folk tale. Uh, I read that he thought that Flamingo was a good omen. 
So there's two stories to that. One story says that he named the Flamingo Hotel after his girlfriend who had long legs. And then one thing during my research, I learned that he thought flamingos were good omens. So take either story. The largest win at a Las Vegas slot machine was won at the Excalibur Hotel by a 25-year-old engineer. How about that? My man put $100 in the slot machine. And he won $39 million. Could you imagine? You're at a casino. You ain't got that much money. You throw a $100 bill into the slot machine. And he won $39 million. Elvis Presley. You can't have a Vegas show without mentioning Elvis. Elvis Presley performed 837 consecutive sold-out shows at the Hilton in Las Vegas, 837 consecutive sold-out shows at the Hilton in Las Vegas. The Palms Casino Resort has a suite that you can get, and that suite comes with two bowling alleys in your suite. <laughs> so if you want to go bowling and enjoy a suite, there you go. Here's another fun fact. The shrimp consumption in Las Vegas is 60,000 pounds a day. It is more shrimp than the rest of the entire United States eats combined. So the daily shrimp consumption in Vegas is 60,000 pounds a day. Las Vegas casinos never use dice with rounded corners. When it is erected, the neon cowboy outside of the Pioneer Club in Las Vegas is the largest mechanical sign in the entire world. Now, here's a fun, fun fact. Ironically, just outside of Las Vegas is Boulder City. And that is one of just two places in the state of Nevada that prohibits gambling. Las Vegas is located in the Mojave Desert, which is the smallest desert in the United States. There is one operating slot machine for every eight residents in Las Vegas. Yes, you heard that correct. There is one operating slot machine for every eight people that reside in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, now listen, this came as a shock to me. So I want everyone to listen closely because I was stunned by this. But then they explained it. So let me, let me tell you this. The design of the famous Las Vegas sign that says, Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas. It is the most iconic sign. And it is one of the most attractions for tourists. So a lot of people that go to Vegas go to that sign to have their picture taken in front of the sign. It says, Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. That sign was never copyrighted. The famous Las Vegas sign was never copyrighted, but I have the explanation in a few minutes. When it first opened, the Wynn Las Vegas was the most expensive hotel and casino in the entire world. Here's another fun fact. Las Vegas has the highest amount of unlisted phone numbers than any other place in America. Today, one acre of prime land on the Strip will cost you three to six million dollars. All the way here's uh, listen. This stunned me. All the way back in the 1970s, Liberace played at the Hilton Casino in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, for an unbelievable $300,000 a week. Now, keep this in mind. This was all the way back in the 1970s. They were paying Liberace $300,000 a week. If you go by number of rooms, the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas 
has the highest amount of rooms than any other place in America. And it has the second highest amount of rooms than any hotel in the entire world. As we talked about last week, if you want to go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, this show does excellent on Amazon Music. Listen to my show last week about Japan. And we talked about in Asian communities. Uh, I'm sorry. Go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. And look for my show about the continent of Asia. I apologize. I did an entire episode about the entire continent of Asia. And you learned in that episode that the number four is bad luck in the Asian community. So a lot of casino hotels in Las Vegas do not have any floors that are start with the number four. That's an interesting fun fact. Go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio. This show does excellent on Amazon Music. And listen to my show about the continent of Asia. The number four is bad luck in Asian communities. So a lot of hotels do not label their floor with the number four. The Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas has more numbers of room than there are Bellagio residents in Italy. <laughs> so the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas has more rooms than there are residents in Bellagio, Italy. The word Las Vegas is translated to the meadows in Spanish. And that has a lot to do with how they came up with the name Las Vegas. If you want to get married in Las Vegas, there are over 300 weddings every day. Wow. There are over 300 weddings every day that take place in Las Vegas. In 1954, now I thought about this. I actually contemplated this before, and now here's your answer. In 1954, when Vegas was pretty much new, the number one question that people would have about the Golden Nugget Casino was they asked, how much does it weigh? And that is because back in 1954, people, Vegas wasn't as popular as it is today, and people didn't know what the Golden Nugget even was, and they would always uh, inquire, how much does it weigh? Because they thought it was an actual nugget. The electric bill for the shining light at the luxury hotel, I think it's the Luxor, I think that's a misprint. The electric bill for the shining light at the Luxor Hotel is $51 an hour. (laughs) Just for the shining light. Most of the strip in Las Vegas, the famous Las Vegas strip, is technically outside of Las Vegas city limits. The moniker, now here's the thing, I'm sure a lot of people are listening to the show, you know that Learn About World Cuisine gives you fun facts. That's what all of my 145 other episodes do. I give you fun facts about a location and their cuisine. And here's something that I'll bet you you're tuning into the show to find out. The nickname Sin City for Las Vegas was first referenced in a book written in 1963, called Las Vegas City of Sin. And it was written by two casino uh, hotel executives. And the book is actually about, it's a terrible book about the shady stuff that goes on inside Las Vegas. But I'm sure a lot of my listeners are sitting at home saying, how come they call it Sin City? Uh, The nickname Sin City was first referenced in a book that was written in 1963. And that book was called Las Vegas City of Sin. And it was written by two casino executives. And it's actually a, a terrible book. Not meaning the book is terrible, but it's a terrible story about all the shady stuff that goes on in Las Vegas. Here's a startling fact. 
The annual rainfall in Las Vegas is only four inches, just over four inches a year. That is not much rain. The latest numbers for people visiting Las Vegas is 32.2 million people per year. The first structure built by non-natives of Las Vegas was built by the Mormon missionaries all the way back in 1855. Now, as I told you earlier, you're going to learn that the mob had a great, th- a great deal to do with uh, Vegas in its early days. Okay? And a lot of people credit uh, the luxury of Vegas today to the mob. And that's because they ran Vegas. And I saw an interview with Joan Rivers, who said she actually preferred working for the mob than the corporations that run it today. So here's another fun fact about that. At one time, mobsters ran Las Vegas, and some of the most popular mobsters were involved in the original plans of Las Vegas. And like I said, a lot of people credit the luxury and glamour that you see today to the mob. And I saw an interview one time with Joan Rivers who said she preferred working for the mobsters that ran Las Vegas in the early days than the corporations that run it today. When Nevada legalized gambling in the year 1931. Now check this out. So Nevada legalized gambling in 1931. It was so unpopular that the other states called for Nevada to be excommunicated. So the other states wanted to recall Nevada's statehood. And that is how unpopular uh, Nevada was for legalizing gambling. Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas was the first paved street in Las Vegas. The first wedding chapel on the Strip ever in Las Vegas opened all the way back in 1942. So the first wedding chapel in Las Vegas opened in 1942. Now here's a fun fact I never knew. Between 1951 and 1963... The United States military detonated over 100 nuclear bombs (laughs) above ground at a Nevada test site. How about that? So for 12 years, the U.S. military was testing nuclear bombs in Nevada. All of the Nevada casinos combined earned a whopping $1.3 billion just in the month of July of 2022. And that was the 17th consecutive month that the casinos did over $1 billion in revenue. Wow. How about that? And a lot of that revenue comes from Vegas. There are more than 160,000 slot machines in Las Vegas. Just sports betting by itself equals 2% of the total income for the entire state of Nevada. Wow. In the 1980s, a guy walked into a casino with a briefcase. That briefcase had over $2 million, and it was the largest single bet ever at a casino. Circus Circus is the only casino on the Las Vegas Strip. That still allows you to put coins in a slot machine. How about that? They no longer have you, you're no longer able to put actual coins into a slot machine. And you can only do that at Circus Circus. The full Las Vegas Strip is known as Las Vegas Boulevard. And it extends for 4.2 miles. So if you're planning to do it now, when I used to stay at the Stratosphere, I was a very young man. I wasn't the age I am now. But I used to walk the Strip because the Stratosphere Hotel is at the end of the Strip near Fremont Street. So I used to leave my hotel at like 6 a.m. in the morning. I used to walk the Strip. But the entire Strip is 4.2 miles. The rapper Tupac 
was murdered on the Las Vegas Strip in 1996. The fountains at the Bellagio Hotel are estimated. Now, this is the kind of money they have in Vegas. These are high, high rollers. The fountains at the Bellagio Hotel are estimated to cost between ten and $15,000 a day to operate. And if you haven't been to Vegas, you have to see the Bellagio Fountains. Every 30 minutes between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., there's a beautiful musical light show that involved the fountains. And it's amazing. And it's every day between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. It it's, has music. It has lights. It has the fountains uh, dancing. <laughs> And that costs ten to fifteen thousand dollars a day to do. Las Vegas is ranked one of the top ten food cities for foodies in the entire world. Now, I told you earlier that I used to stay at the Stratosphere many, many years ago, and the top of the world restaurant in the Stratosphere was phenomenal. And there are plenty of restaurants in Vegas that will make you say it's the best restaurant you ever been to. There's plenty of those high-quality restaurants. Here's a restaurant in Las Vegas called Blackout. What? There is a restaurant in Las Vegas called Blackout. And that, they have their patrons eat in total darkness. So you cannot see the food with your eyes. So you can only rely on the taste. So if you're going to Vegas or you're out in Vegas... Uh, we do get a lot of Vegas listeners on this show. The restaurant is called Blackout, and they have people eating in total darkness. And that makes you rely on your taste buds. Another cool restaurant in Las Vegas is called the Heart Attack Grill. Now, I told you about the Heart Attack Grill. There was actually a guy who had a heart attack eating there. But at the Heart Attack Grill, if you're over 350 pounds, you get your meal for free. And it's, it's, a, it, it's an amazing thing. If you're planning to go to Las Vegas, check to see if your restaurant has secret menu items. This actually worked for me many, many years ago. A lot of the restaurants in Las Vegas have a secret menu that they don't have printed on the restaurant. So if you're going out to Vegas and you're going to a restaurant that you're excited about, don't forget to ask them. Uh, about what's on their secret menu, if they have one. The Golden Gate Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas is the oldest one. It opened in 1906. Wow. The Golden Gate Hotel also was the first telephone in Las Vegas ever. So not only did it open in 1906, but it had the first telephone in Las Vegas. All right. All right. Las Vegas is the home of half of the 20 largest hotels in the entire world. The Flamingo Hotel, as we mentioned, Bugsy Siegel, the mobster, uh, founded it. It is the last remaining hotel on the Las Vegas Strip that opened before 1950. The Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas is the second largest hotel in the entire world. You can actually water slide through a shark tank at the Golden Nugget Casino in Las Vegas. And like I said, the main theme to today's show is about all the fun activities you can do in Vegas that do not involve gambling. The Magicians, Penn and Teller, have the longest-running show at the Rio Hotel in Vegas. All right. As we all know, Las Vegas likes to give what's called a residency to big-name entertainers. Celine Dion holds the record for the highest revenue of a re residency. So the most money ever brought in by a, a all-star singer as a residency is from Celine Dion. 
The singer Britney Spears was famously married for just 55 hours in Las Vegas. I believe she got that annulled. I'm not sure. I'll have to call her up. The Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra famously stayed at the Sands Hotel and Casino. And Frank Sinatra performed in Las Vegas for an astonishing 43 years. How about that? There is so much more to do in Las Vegas than gamble. And as we said earlier, only 15% of the people that visit Las Vegas are there to specifically gamble. 71% go to have fun with all the stuff I have already mentioned. And then gambling is a part of the trip. It's not the main focus. When you visit Las Vegas, look for a show that is done by cover bands. Now, this is something I didn't know. I love cover bands. Most of the most recognizable cover bands that are covering, uh, rec- you know, the hits are in Vegas. So some of the most talented cover bands are performing in Vegas. So be sure to look out for cover bands. They might be singing songs from your favorite singers. McCarran International Airport, which is most likely the airport you're going to fly into when you go to Vegas. It's the airport I flew into every time I went. Is the seventh busiest airport in the entire United States. 51.5 million people fly to Vegas through McCarran Airport each year. 44,700 people drive through California to Vegas on the border daily. How about that? In 2019, a large amount of people traveling to Vegas came from California, Texas, and Washington. I had someone ask me when I was writing the show. They said, where do most of the visitors to Vegas come from? Uh, The answer is California. Texas, and Washington, but I found out that California is the state in the United States where the largest amount of tourists come from. The spending in Las Vegas for the year 2019 was $36.9 billion. Wow. So people spent in 2019, which was right before the pandemic, $36.9 billion. Wow. And as I mentioned before, there were 17 months in a row where uh, the Vegas, uh, Nevada brought in a billion dollars daily. Oh, listen, make sure if you're planning a trip to Vegas, make sure you plan your trip ahead of time. Because the average occupancy rate of a hotel in Las Vegas is a whopping 88.9%. So Vegas is not the kind of place you want to go out there and then find a hotel. 88.9% is the occupancy rate in a hotel in Vegas. They interviewed a large amount of people. And only 48% said that they were in Las Vegas for vacation. I was surprised by that. I thought that was low. So keep in mind, they do all these surveys for business purposes so the hotels can get an idea of what's going on, where people are coming from, what they are looking to do. And they did one of those big surveys, and only 48% of the people that said they were in Vegas for vacation, and you're going to find out right now. Over 22,000 conventions are held in Las Vegas each year. A whopping 6.6 million people go to Vegas every year just for those conventions. Now, just to give everyone an idea how incredible that is, I have done many shows. I've done 145 other shows about some of the top tourist attractions in the entire world. And some of them aren't doing much more than 6.6 million visitors. 
So just to put that in perspective, 6.6 million people going to Vegas yearly just for conventions is a startling number. And if you listen to my past episodes, I have covered the top tourist attractions in the, in the world. And, so, and a lot of them are doing not much more than 6.6 million people a year. And I believe the top jobs in Las Vegas are in the leisure and hospitality industry. There are 50 wedding chapels located in Las Vegas. As we mentioned earlier, the majority of people, this might surprise you, but the majority of people go to Vegas for the fun stuff they can do and not for gambling. Only 15% of the people that go out to Vegas are there specifically to gamble. Some of the things you can do besides gambling in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is known for their golf courses. If you like to golf, Vegas is your spot. Spas, shopping centers, and fine dining restaurants. All of those things are found, the best in the world, are found in Las Vegas. In the year 2022, the minimum wage in Las Vegas was $10.50 an hour. Here's something you probably didn't know. And here's something I knew I've known for years, but you might not have known. When you go into a casino, if you look around, there are no windows and there are no clocks. That is strategic. What happens is the casinos purposely... Do not put windows inside the interior of the casino, and they purposely do not put clocks on the wall, and that is designed so you can lose your track of time and stay there longer. So if they were to have windows, you could see it go from day to night, and if they were to have clocks, you could count how long you were there. So casinos do not put windows inside the gambling area of the casino. And they also do not put clocks. And that is a marketing thing. That's strategic. And they're hoping that you lose track of time and stay there longer. Also, another psychological thing they do at casinos is they make the gambling floor a maze. If anybody's been to a casino, you know it's not, it's not, it's kind of designed like a department store. It's kind of zigzaggy. That is also done on purpose because they're hoping that you'll kind of roam around and get lost and sit down and play at a machine. That's all strategic. All right. Uh, the percentage of people that go to Las Vegas just for conventions is 11%. Wow. I told you earlier, 6.6 million people. But that equals 11%. All right. I want to just give us, or right, here we go. I'll bet you when you're listening to this show, everybody knows I find out all the fun facts about locations. One of the fun facts I found out was that the famous Las Vegas sign, I don't know anybody that's been to Las Vegas multiple times that did not have their photo taken at the Las Vegas sign, Okay. I told you earlier that that sign was never copyrighted by the woman who designed it. And she was one of the first women to design a neon sign. For, so she's a trailblazer. Okay. The name of the woman who designed the Las Vegas sign is Betty Willis. Now, Betty Willis is a trailblazer. She was one of the first women to ever do something like this so she designed the famous sign back in 1959 okay but she never copyrighted it so i was sitting here and i was saying why would you not copyright the sign there are replicas of that sign every place you go they're on keychains they got stickers the whole thing so it was it was very baffling to me as to why betty willis our good friend why she designed the, the most popular tourist attraction, which is the Las Vegas sign. It says, Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 
It's in movies. It's on TV shows. Anybody I know that's been to Vegas more than once has a photo of themselves near this sign. The reason that our friend, trailblazer, Betty Willis, did not copyright the sign, okay, is because she gave it, uh, she sold it for $4,000. i am going to get to it in a little bit. I think it was $5,000. She sold this, uh, the rights to the sign to the government for 5000 So I said, why would you give up all that potential money for $5,000? Turns out that Betty Willis, our good friend who designed the fabulous Las Vegas sign, she wanted to give it back to her community. And she thought she did something good, which she did. So as her... As her giving back to the community, she sold the sign to the government for about $5,000. I'll get to the amount in a few minutes. So she was doing it out of the goodness of her heart because I was baffled. I spent an hour wondering why she would not copyright that sign. Now I found out. So she gave it to the government for $5,000, and that was, uh, that was her way of giving back to... Uh, her community and Betty sold the rights to the sign to the government for just $4,000 now keep in mind 1959 $4,000 wasn't too bad but the reason that Betty did it our good friend Betty Willis who designed the fat welcome to fabulous Las Vegas Nevada sign the reason that she sold it the rights to the sign to the government for just $4,000 is that Betty said it was more of a gift to her community uh, more than the money. So she did it out of the kindness of her heart, and she wanted to give back to her community. So that is why Betty Willis, our good friend, uh, trailblazer, she was one of the first women ever to design something like that. The largest reservoir in the entire United States is located in Las Vegas. The Moulin Rouge! was the first racially integrated casino in Las Vegas. It was called the Moulin Rouge. And they were the first racially integrated uh, casino in 1955. Now, if you're a fan of the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, uh, you know that the Rat Pack would actually leave hotels that wouldn't let Sammy Davis Jr. stay there. Okay, because Sammy Davis Jr. is African-American. And if you know anything about the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra has actually left hotels uh, when they were not letting Sammy Davis stay there. And the Moulin Rouge came along in 1955. And according to the movies and et cetera, Frank Sinatra has uh, refused to stay at a hotel that would not let Sammy Davis Jr. stay there. We're coming to the end of the show. And I think one of the craziest facts I found out about Las Vegas is that the lottery is illegal in Nevada. <laughs> so there's all kinds of places in Las Vegas where you can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they won't let you get a $2 lottery ticket. Now, check this out. Let me check the time. Let me check the time. Hold on. Let's check the time. Oh, wow. All right. This show is running a little bit long. In Las Vegas, there is a luxury service that you can pay for called Hangover Heaven. And they will actually have people come out to your hotel. And fill you with electrolytes to cure your hangover. That's right. There's a place called Hangover Heaven that you can hire. And they will come out to your hotel and they will uh, treat you for a hangover. So you can hire that service. I'm sorry. I'm focused on the time here. We're running really long. So let's I'm going to hurry it up. All right. As I have mentioned several times during this episode, the mob ran Las Vegas in the beginning. 
And the mob is credited for the luxury you see in Vegas today. So there is actually a museum that commemorates the mobsters who created Las Vegas. So it's a museum of organized crime in Las Vegas. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to speed this up. We're running very long. Canada is the is the country that sends the most tourists to Las Vegas outside of the United States. All right. I'm trying to speed this along. All right. Hold on. Uh, the Luxor Hotel and Casino has a museum with actual relics from the Titanic. How about that? 25 million people have visited that museum already. Another idea, if you don't want to gamble, Hoover Dam. A lot of people go to Hoover Dam when they're in Vegas. And that was opened in 1936, right in the middle of the Great Depression. The cuisine of Las Vegas is world famous. Some of the finest restaurants in the world are located in Las Vegas. So if you go out to Vegas, you can eat a $10 buffet all the way up to a meal for a couple hundred dollars. Some of the celebrity chefs that you can find in Vegas are Emma Lagasse, Wolfgang Puck, and Guy Fieri are just a few of the many celebrity chefs that have uh, restaurants in Vegas. All right, I think that's it. I think we covered Vegas. Uh, just a personal tip at the end of the show. Uh, I used to go out to Vegas about 15 years ago a lot. I was there six times in 10 years. And I can tell you that Emerald's Restaurant uh, was the best restaurant I've been to. And his banana cream pie was everything they said it was. So my restaurant recommendation would be the top of the world on top of the Stratosphere Hotel and Emerald Lagasse's Restaurant. It was second to none. So if you enjoyed today's show and you'd like to learn mind-blowing things about locations around the world and their cuisine, uh, go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And this show does very well on Amazon Music. Just ask your smart player to play Learn About World Cuisine. I have 145 more episodes that give you fun facts about different areas of the world and their cuisine. Okay? Uh, if you want to learn about different areas of the world and their cuisine with fun facts, go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio. And this show particularly does very good on Amazon Music. So keep in mind, if it's Thursday morning, it's time for you to check your favorite podcast platform for a brand new episode of Learn About World Cuisine. I will talk to everyone next Thursday.